Welcome to Changing the Rules, a weekly podcast about people who are living their best life and how you can figure out how to do it too. Join us with your lively host, Ray Lowe, better known as the luckiest guy in the world. Yeah, and this is your lively host. You know, I'm not sure how lively I am this morning, but but we're here in our wonderful podcast studio in Woodbury, New Jersey, Wildfire Podcast, and we're here with our engineer, Taylor, and we're here with our two guests, our co-host, Chris Parsons, who we'll introduce in a minute, and Will Becker, uh, the famous Will Becker, by the way, okay? <laughs> and... Uh, let me remind you of what we're all about to start with uh, this. This we call our podcast "Changing the Rules," and it's because we have too many rules in life, and rules tend to get in the way. And and when we're obeying all the rules, uh, we're living somebody else's life. It's true. Okay. So the key is to be able to sift and sort through the rules and make them work for us. And and when we do that, we get the freedom to live our own life. And uh, we're talking about the luckiest people in the world that do that because when you're able to live your own life you feel lucky you feel happy you know things tend to go well it's not the simplest thing in the world there's some struggles that go on in here and uh we have a new book coming out which we're going to announce shortly shortly it's Guess what? It's called the luckiest people in the world, you know, <laughs> uh, and and uh, we talk some somewhat in there about uh, the mindsets that the luckiest people in the world have. And today you're going to see one particularly come forward, and that is that we all have a personal brand and the luckiest people in the world know who they are and they know how they show up with that brand. And once they do that, they're able to tweak it. They're able to make that part of life work for them and life gets better and better and better so chris parsons yes. parsons pr yes i got that right you did get I? that right parsons okay, PR. I, I should we've known each other for how long now oh it's been about at least four years maybe at least Oh, it's not 400? It's only four? <laughs> only four. Only okay. four. And uh, Chris is our co-host this month. She also is our uh, PR person. And uh, Chris, why don't you introduce yourself and then introduce our guest? I will. Thank you. Thank you, Ray. And yes, I'm excited to... I actually got a chance to read the book, The Draft, first time last night. So I'm very excited. It's a, it's a wonderful book. It's a, great, it's a great guide and a lot of exciting, interesting stories. So, well, Will Becker. Will Becker is a friend of mine. His family We've been friends, well, we've been friends for more than four years, right? Yeah. Probably 10, 15, I don't know. Yeah, closer to 15 at 15, this point. Yeah, we, we, we do it by our kids, right? You know, when our kids get older. You're then getting we... me jealous. There's, there's <laughs> another man in your life There's here? another man, I'm sorry, and including my husband, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, but that's neither here nor there. Um, anyway, Will... Um, we are good friends, but also Will is a wonderful professional. He's an IT professional. He's in the financial services and insurance industry, and he focuses on business and quality assurance analysis. He has been employed at Equisoft for the past three years, and he leads the business analysis team for them. It's a big team for the U.S. region. Now, Will was introduced to Ray about, uh, I don't know, maybe two years ago, a year and a half ago, when he was in, tr in transition. You're 15 years working for other insurance carriers right and then uh, this was before he joined Equisoft he took one of Ray's courses and that's they're available on our website right Ray yes ma'am okay and he says it changed the course of his career by helping him see a different side of himself and that side proved to be the one that landed him this region job at Equisoft which is exciting so we want to hear about that 
that story, Will. How about you tell us a little bit about what you, what course you took, and uh, what what did it say about yourself that 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 was very insightful to you? Yeah, great. Thanks, Chris. Uh, good morning. Good morning, Ray. To you. Thanks for having me back. Good morning. It's nice to see you after three three years. So, yeah. uh, so and, I like co- and COVID, where we've been virtually seeing each other, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, so I can give you a little background of, of how I met Ray and when I was going through transition, I was probably out of work three, four months mm-hmm. trying to find my next position after 15 years working for the same company. And as I did that, I struggled to figure out, and I like your term, Ray, brand, trying to figure out who I am and who I wanted to be in my next phase of a career. And I took the uh, courses that Ray offered, started with the Colby-A and learned some more data analytics way of looking at myself. And I transitioned over to the second, second phase of that, uh, what was the unique ability test. Right. And that really opened my eyes to trying to figure out who I am and where I want to be. I was struggling a little bit in trying to figure out what jobs to apply for, is this really the position I want long, long term? I wasn't looking to, to job hop. And the unique ability really opened my eyes to internalize what I am as a person, what I am as a uh, an employee, what I am as a leader to other people that work for the company I work at and where I was wanting to go. And it really steered me in a direction where I was able to take a position at Equisoft because it felt right to my brand and who I am as I learned through the unique ability. You know, yeah. you, you made a statement that I absolutely love, and, and that is you wanted to be the same will at home as you are at the office. Yeah, right. That's probably the biggest eye-opener I had, and it's a simple way of describing my view at life uh, and how you helped me bridge that? You know, let, let's go back a little bit. Yeah. I mean, because uh, I remember when we started having our first conversations and you were like a whole lot of other people. You know, you're between jobs and you let go for whatever reason and uh, usually it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with corporate downsizing or somebody's changed their mind somewhere. And you've got to feel like you're under tremendous pressure and the pr- pressure is to conform to the rules. Right. The, the, the rules say, you know, I got to go out and get a job, and I don't care what job it is. I just got to get a job, so I got money putting on the table. And you know, it's one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of people make. And sometimes it's what you have to do, but when you have the luxury of finding out who you are, and you know, can you talk a little bit about how your job interviews changed once you all of a sudden realized the will you you know the combined will, the home will and the <laughs> right. business will? Right. So I'll tell you the, the the biggest lesson I learned was being when you're the home person that you are at work, you become the natural person of who you are at work. And so you become very genuine in the interview process. And so what I struggled with when I was before that, I would go to an interview and I think I was giving them the answer I needed to provide to get the position. And what I realized was once I wanted to be the same person at home as I am at work, and I figure out what that meant to me and how to describe that and influence people during the interview, the interview became a conversation. Right. There wasn't enough time to continue the dialogue. We we flowed. There was no boundaries to the question and answer. It was, tell me about who you are. And two hours later, I look up, and they're making an offer because it felt natural. I knew on my side of the equation that it was the right home for me to go to, at least explore. It's just a long-term career for me. And for them, it was an easy no-brainer because I made it easy on them 
to see the values that I could bring to, to, the, to the table. To, yeah. yeah. So now you're part of an organization and you're obviously doing your thing and making huge contributions because I think you tell me when you entered your employee number 364. Yes, that's it. <laughs> We're yeah. up to 750. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, doesn't it feel great to be part of a growing organization where you fit? Yeah, that's the most exciting piece of it is that um, you get two things with that. One, you get to be part of the success, but you also get to influence the success. And that was what keeps me excited about going to work every day. Okay, so you, you made another revelation during our pre-interview, which I mm -hmm. thought was unbelievable. And and let me just bring up the boss that didn't like me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a good story. Which really yeah. wasn't well, true, was it? No, uh, I think she just didn't understand me. And and I think that's probably most people go through that challenge, is trying, sure. to, trying to fit into an organization that was small and growing. So there's a core group of associates to just know each other and they just do as they need and then you have the those that are trying to inject themselves into that environment and it's a challenge so i had this boss who uh, i was on a project for a good six months and i felt i was doing the right things struggling as a new employee uh, but in the end uh, I learned to find out pretty quickly that the upper leadership did not like me. <laughs> I was not delivering their own their expectations, and she was very blunt about it to me that she almost hesitated about considering either one letting me go and two uh, never bringing in someone who came from the insurance side uh, okay. ever again. So <laughs> that was a rude awakening, I'll tell you right. Yeah, but what happened? What was so, the result? So patients let out. So I was able to transition to a different project where I took and embraced my natural skills. So the first project, I didn't feel like I was being the natural person that I thought I said I would be at the company. And then when I moved to a different client, the, the reviews and feedback coming from the new client was raving. And they said, well, maybe I'll take a second look on who you are. And uh, so this boss came to me about um, two years later uh, after having hesitancy and asked me to come in and, and support uh, a project in Australia. And my role was to come in as a traffic cop and, and kind of lead them through a uh, process reorientation and, and really focus on how we do things at Equisoft. And it kind of shocked me, right, to be honest. Like, I was the ambassador for this after having such a hard start to the, to, in her eyes to, to, to delivering the way we deliver. And so what I ended up doing was getting on these calls every night. And at the end of my first week, I was asked to write an email that went all the way up to the CEO of both companies. And she wrote back to me the next day. She goes, who, are, who is this person? <laughs> you know, she didn't. Re she's like, how did I not know you had all this engagement skill in you that you could give a message so eloquently to the client that you could talk up to the leaders as well as to the people doing the work? And uh, her eyes just opened up, and she's been a, a big fan of mine ever since. And uh, well, that's because you are who you are, and 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 who you are is probably pretty good. It seems yeah. right. Well, that that kind of leads into what we were talking about as well: the perception, right? We have a perception of ourselves, but other people have a perception of us, and sometimes it's good to look outside what you think and find out what what did you call that your unique ability yes so yeah. tell us that little exercise you did that i think everybody could do i mean i i'm going to go home and do it myself yeah <laughs> so so one of the beauties of a phrase program that i found most useful was the unique ability uh assessment and so that was a simple task where ray had asked me to email and write to my 10 closest people that I may know, whether they were work associates or friends or family, and ask them the simple question, tell me the one thing that makes me unique to you. And I got all the feedback and I analyzed it and I found four to five came back with the same response, which was you help make complex things simple. 
and that became, to you, I think I like your term right, brand. I didn't think yeah. of it that right, way, right. but yeah. Yeah. It, it really helped me keep a, a perspective. Like, this is my value. I've realized I don't have value across everything. Nobody does. But if I can emphasize one aspect of who I am to my family, to my friends, and to my employer, is, is that concept. Yeah. I keep things simple. Well, you know, you just said something that, that I want to comment on because it's really important and really interesting, and that is we, we, we aren't the same value to everybody. Exactly. And I think that's really important for us to understand. And, you know, when you're looking for a job, uh, it's especially important. See, if you can match your value to the values that are needed by the organization, if you can take a project that uh, you're on and match your values to those values, then all of a sudden everything shows up great. And and when it doesn't, you're like a fish out of water. And and I, I think that the, the biggest lesson that you are practicing right now is that you're not afraid to be you because you have confidence that you are a wonderful person. You're, you know, I am who I am. You know, you take me for what I am. Yes, I'll tweak things a little bit here and there to make things go. And uh, do you speak Australian now? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> I can interpret it in my head, but not quite. Uh, well, well, it also goes to the fact with you were talking about the interview process. I mean, it's true. People, even though they have a whole list of job descriptions and qualities and responsibilities, people want to know that they can work with you. People want to know that they can talk to you day in and day out and have a good relationship with you. So it really is a relationship. And like you said, it turned into a conversation, right? It wasn't an interview. And then right there, people go, yeah, this guy will fit in fine. Right. So so I think that's being your genuine self is what's important. And it's, it's a lot harder than you think. You know, all of us have done the interviews. All of us have gone out and, and you know, end up trying to conform to what we think they want when really in actuality we should just really be ourselves. Yeah, so. yeah I think so too. And uh, so, so one of the things that you're doing now is I think you find yourself both as a manager and a coach. Yeah, you want to comment on the relationship there? Yeah, I think it's actually inseparable, right? So as many times we get managers, and I, I tend to use the term leader, so where I uh, try to influence people is to help people understand that not only my team but others in the organiz organization is to realize that every day is not going to be easy. Some days are going to be natural and some aren't. But every time I get a chance where someone comes to me and says it doesn't feel right, I'm has, having hesitation about either a, a specific assignment or maybe even the role in the company, I tend to pull them aside and I try to break it down simple for them. That, Listen, you have to look within yourself, kind of coach them to their strengths again so they can start feeling value, and then and give them a path forward on how to overcome and succeed in the areas they don't feel like they're yeah. They're making uh, great inroads on. And to your point of being a coach, it, there's no boundaries to that. So it doesn't have to be somebody who reports to me. And Ray, I know you didn't plan this, but I got a phone call from another leader this morning at my company who I have to call after this call to kind of help coach them through some of the struggles they're going through with the role that they're in now and help them see the, the light at the end of the tunnel that they'll get there uh, with some, cool. some guidance. And all this because you're being you. 
<laughs> and that's why they reached out, Ray, to be honest. I mean, they, they felt I could be a natural deliverer of that experience, and I can share the story I shared with you about my initial struggles. In parallel, this person's going through a similar challenge themselves, and it helps people to understand that they're not in it alone, that, that there is a way to get success, to, to the successful end of the road. Cool. So, so we've kind of talked about where you were, and uh, where, where do you see yourself going in your company? What, what do you see yourself doing? How are you going to amplify? on all this? I yeah. know that's really an unfair question. No, no it's a good one because actually um, I think now that I've kind of bridged the, the, the senior leadership and understand, them understanding who I am and what values I can have, I've been given some uh, internal training so we're getting some training on leadership that I accept because there's never enough training, right? There's always something you can learn and grow with always, within always. your yeah. company, and it's nice that they're offering it. Uh, and the second piece is I've been uh, I'm enjoying this part more, being brought in to help coach other leaders at the company, because I did come with 15 years of management and leadership experience. It just only happens to be about two years where I'm at now. So they're recognizing that experience, and then I can help coach other newer leaders into a more mature leadership style. What you mean? We're not only hiring young people that. Have one year of experience <laughs> age age is really good you mean <laughs> age age is a good thing okay age is a good thing so uh next question let's go off into a different value you have a couple kids at home okay yeah. so uh, and they're teenagers i think right yeah they're one sixteen and one's 12 so oh, they're okay they're, they're there so so here you are you have this whole unique ability thing that you're uh growing with what, what how does this translate down into your kids and the advice that you give them and uh, where are you going yeah that's uh, another uh, area right where there's no boundary right so yeah I, I, uh, the experience that i had going through the the, the unique ability I, I've shared it with my both my children so my older son's starting to look at colleges and he's a junior in high school and he's having those questions where do I go what do I do and what I shared with him is you you really want to go down that path that makes you most comfortable as a natural fit so don't try to pick a school that aligns just because that's where they say you should go or it's the cool place to go uh, second is when you're looking at what you want to learn and study it has to be something you're interested in you can't be something that's just because it makes money or that's what the other kids are doing it has to be you it has to fit you so i've asked him to start thinking about himself in the same context i did uh, on the unique ability so that he could do it at a younger age to try to figure out what makes him unique and special to others yeah this is pretty heady stuff for a 16 year old <laughs> yeah but but you know it works and and i remember going back to our old college money days when yes. what we were doing was helping people get into college and figuring out how to pay for the darn thing and and you know what we found out that uh there there are three kinds of colleges out there and there's there's an example that actually makes sense in here uh but but there are those that are kind of the snotty colleges that set their rules and you don't break their rules okay and there's a whole bunch that are designed for uh, their state colleges. They don't have a lot that they can give. You know, again, you play their rules. And then there's a whole bunch of colleges in the middle, a lot of them, that are really looking for kids who want to be there. And when they find that match, money comes on the table. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. And, and not only does money come on the table, but the, the whole experience is a better experience. Because uh, you see these kids today dropping out of college and stuff like that. So, so I think the wisdom that you're imparting to your son over here about uh, figuring out what's really important to you. And, you, you know, you've got to understand it's going to change. Yeah. You know, I used to want to be a fireman. <laughs> 
I'll say, Ray, the, the easiest part about it is because it's such a simple question to ask, kids understand it and they're a lot smarter than we may give them credit for mm -hmm. <laughs> and no, what they want and where they want to go. Right. It's getting it out of them to understand as parents. And I think that's, to us, while it seems like a mind of a serious topic, but it's really an easy bridge to a simple car ride conversation. You know? Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll bring you in as a counselor to kids now. Right, right. When we start that chapter in the book. Yeah. All right. Unfortunately, we're getting near the end of our time here. So, Christine, do you have any last questions you want to ask Will or any comments you want to make? Uh, well, not really, other than um, if there's any any one one phrase that you would say to anybody else that wanted to either take one of the courses or get involved with the Friends Connection or all the things that are in our luckiest luckiest people in the world wheelhouse, what, what would you say? I would say start the path down and try to figure out which courses fit you best. I think that's what I learned. Mm -hmm. you, know, mm -hmm. um, you know, I had done some of these analytic ones before, and it was a nice supplement, but it took me the next step to get to the unique ability that really opened my eyes, and I, I live it now going forward, right? It's not a, just a And I an remember activity. when we were starting, it was like twisting arms to get you to take it because you never had enough time. Right. Right. I, that's right. And, and, and this is a really important thing. Uh, the, the good things take time. You, you have to create time to be one of the luckiest people in the world. And unfortunately, life moves us. Correct. And uh, sometimes it's like a, a roller coaster. You just don't have any choice. Uh, okay, so any last comments you want to make, Will, or any final things that you want to say? Uh, I would just like to end it, Ray, that uh, I appreciate all that you do for coaching for people. I mean, it's it's hard enough to find good advice, let alone consistent good advice. And, and we've now met over three years, and I can say every day I, I, I wake up, I get a chance to learn from our engagements when we've had them and again it, it does it does embed itself uh so uh, to anyone that's uh interested in it, i do recommend reaching out to ray gee i feel like i have to pat myself on the back you do now, go but, ahead you, know, but, you can do it but but no <laughs> thank you for being you first of all thank you for being a guest here and thank you for being an example and there's no question you're going to be successful moving forward both in your the, the will at work and the will at home which by the way is same. one one will right, right? same person now right. same person <laughs> <laughs> one well. Okay, so uh, next week we're going to be back with another great guest, and we're going to explore the luckiest people in the world and what they do to make themselves lucky. And uh, everybody have a great day. Thank you much. Thank you for listening to Changing the Rules, a weekly podcast about people who are living their best life and how you can figure out how to do that too. Join us with your lively host, Ray Lowe, better known as the luckiest guy in the world. It's gonna have to be a different